you are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Well, 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 it's that time of year again. <laughs> Where the ghouls and the goblins and the crazies come out, girl. Oh, yes, that's that's what it is. It's a Halloween. The season of Halloween. It is. It is. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. It is, it's been an interesting season for us because, you know, last week we talked about spiritual attack and I really believe that it is because of this season Mm. that we are in, that it is heightened, that it is brought up to a new level that we're experiencing spiritual attack. I've never... I don't think I've ever seen it this heavy, not just in my life, but in other people's lives. Like I'm talking rapid fire, heavy duty, spiritual warfare attacks that are happening, not just to me, but to my friends and to, I mean, I can think of right now, just off the top of my head, I can think of eight people that I know of personally that are under spiritual attack. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I believe it has everything to do with Halloween and the season that's coming up. So, you know, we're going to kind of tap into this and we're going to tell you a little bit about the history of Halloween. um, Why as a Christian, I do not celebrate it. I do not jump in on this night. Um, Mm -hmm. Have I done so in the past? Yes, I have. And I, uh, my eyes were opened to the truth and the reality of really what it was. And I have made a decision that that's not something I want to partake in. So, you know, here's, here's where we're at. Um, listen, I'll be transparent. I was one of the first to say, let's decorate the front yard with tombstones. Let's put the cobwebs up. Let me um, go ahead and figure out what makeup we're going to do that's going to be crazy because I love to do theater style makeup. So Mm -hmm. I love to do the anything from like a robot, you know, like a cyborg down to vampires and zombies. I love to do that kind of stuff Mm because I see it being creative. So at that time of year, I would become super creative. If I showed you all the pictures of the stuff that I have done in the past, you'd be like, holy cow, she really got into it. And I really did. Mm -hmm. Um, But God showed me and I pulled my whole family into it. My family participated. You know, one, one year, the entire family was zombies. We all looked crazy. And, um, it wasn't godly and we were celebrating a night that was, you know, set up for the enemy. So let's just get into this. We're going to start breaking it down. Jamie is going to share with us as well on some of the things that we have adopted at parties that customs do. Yeah. Different customs and things that come from a paganistic background and what they really mean. So what is the word Halloween? It actually means, hallow means holy and Eve means Eve. So holy Eve. But before that, it was actually called Samhain, which is spelled S-A-M-H-A-N. And that is the 
Irish spelling of it, but it is pronounced Samhain. Now, -hmm. it's a paganistic tradition that came from England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. And it always happened in late October into early November. And this would be a time where they believed the veil between the spirit realm was very thin. Yes. So what they would do, it was a pagan celebration of death and life. And uh, because as you look at it, fall is that harvest time. Then we go into winter, everything dies. And then, you know, everything comes back to life in the spring. So very much a worship of the earth, a worship of spirit deities, things of that nature. Now, they were pagans. These were Mm -hmm. what we would maybe even term heathens. They believed that during this time that um, their season, their year was broken. It was in the shape of a circle. Okay, that's how they set their year with a pentagram in the middle. There would be a star that would point out each of the different months. It was separated into two halves, which represent dark and light. That is how they broke out their year. Yes. Um, They would dress in animal skins because they believed that the spirits would come forth. And so when they dressed in animal skins, dressing up, that was them hiding from the evil spirits. Yes. They also made sacrifices, and those sacrifices would be things like animals, um, so bulls, sheep. We don't know if they sacrificed humans or not. I would speculate potentially they may have, um, but I don't have any proof to adhere to that, so I'm just going to say that. Um And their feasting would be on gourds, and then they would have hollowed out jack-o'-lanterns so it wouldn't be a jack-o'-lantern at that time but it would be a hollowed out pumpkin which then results into some other things that we do today so there were tricks by humans that were blamed on the evil spirits yes Mm -hmm. and um that all kind of changed when the romans invaded now the romans got as far as an area called hamilton scotland i know that because i lived there So that was as far as they managed to go in Scotland. They never conquered Scotland. Um, So when they came in, what did the Romans want to do? They introduced Catholicism. They introduced Christianity. And they told the pagans, you can't stay this way. You must change. You must become Christians. A lot of paganism also came from the Vikings, that yes. over and invaded so they were very paganistic a lot of sacrifices within that religion that side of paganism as well and mysticism so you know the romans came in and what they wanted to do was they pushed christianity and they wanted everything to fit a christian narrative so hence yes. Samhain went away and it became halloween or Holy Eve or All Saints Day. And what they did was they manipulated it to then be more about the saints Mm -hmm. of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what they started doing was rather than having a sacrifice, they would offer food to the poor. Um, Tricks still happened, but they were attributed to the saints at this point. So you can see how everything is evolving and changing. Something I found really interesting um, was that when the Puritans came to America, they weren't Catholic. 
They were Puritans. They believed differently. They were yeah, very pro- different. They were Protestants. So mm-hmm. they did not celebrate Halloween because that was a secular holiday as far as they as you know they were concerned. But lots of Irish came over because of the potato famine and so on and so forth. Yep. And boom, we are right back in the same situation and <sighs> Halloween all over again. Yeah. So <clears throat> that, didn't it become popular in the 1920s and the 30s? Halloween so, became yeah, popular. Yeah, in the 1800s, um, you know, that's when they started to really add in the harvest events, yeah. bobbing mm-hmm. for apples, all that kind of stuff. Um, and what they did, and I so I can say that this is absolutely true to this day. Yeah. When they would go door to door over here. It initially started out, it would be, they would sing a song. They would draw a picture. They would tell you a joke. They would do a dance. They would entertain you. And then you were supposed to, A, give them money or fruit. Mm-hmm. To this day, in Britain, that is how they go door to door. The first time I had a trick-or-treater at my house in Scotland, they knocked on the door and they told me a joke. And I thought, what is going on here? Why are they telling me a joke? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and John looks at me, he goes, that's what we do. I was like, why? What am I supposed to give him? He goes, you just give them either a piece of candy or some fruit. And I was like, oh, he said, if they don't tell you a joke or anything or do a dance or something, he was like, don't give them anything, shut the door. And I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. That is what was brought over. And that's how it transitioned here in the United States to then going into, like you said, 1920s, it was the trick-or-treating began, but it really mm-hmm. blew up after World War II. War II, yes, yeah, mass World, marketing. Yeah, yeah, mass marketing, the candy revolution took over. And yeah. then in the, um, the like 50s and 60s, it was movies started going on TV. There was the big push for Halloween yeah. and um, it really started growing. And so- as of last year, it was a, this is 2020 figures, $10 billion business. Oh yeah. Yep. Billion dollar industry. Unbelievable. When you think about it, you know, the mm-hmm. costumes, um, grew out from that costumes were the animal things. And then we progressed into dressing up as different things. People don't understand why they do what they do. They just do it because society says it's okay. And that's what everybody else is doing. Yes. Everybody else is doing it. So might as well join in. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that they did was they would do their sacrifice. And the reason that they did this was because, um, they were getting ready to go into a dark season. And I can attest to the darkness that happens in the UK in the winter. It gets very dark, very oh, bitter, yeah. bitterly cold. And so because they knew that that was coming, it meant famine. It mm. meant death. And so a lot of this, what they were doing, where they were talking to the spirits, it was divination, talking to yeah. spirits. And they believed that those spirits would tell them the future for their survival through the winter on what they needed to do. So that was a lot of it. They would get drunk. They ate. It was all idolizing things. And so when you, when you look at that side of it, understanding that now for me, uh, no, I don't practice paganism, but I did. And I didn't yeah. even know it. Yeah. 
you know, um, it's demonic because they're worshiping spirits. They're not worshiping God. They're worshiping spirits. Um, And the priests believed that the spirits would prophesy to them, would tell them the future. Uh, And so you kind of go through that history and you're just like, whoa, this is heavy stuff. But let me tell you right now, you can go on TikTok and you can see video after video after video of witches telling you they practice Samhain. Yes. Oh yeah. There's, there's like a whole witches community on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm just like, Oh my goodness, for educational purposes, I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oh my word, can you believe this? Like, they're just, you know, jokingly talking about spells and, and their favorite movies, Hocus Pocus. And they're just playing it all up, like how exciting it is and how glorious it is. And it's just like, you don't know what you're dabbling in. I know you think you got power, but you're somebody else is overpowering you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what's happening. That's the truth. And, you know, I found a video this morning as I was scrolling through TikTok, and um, it was an ex Satanist. He was a high priest in the Satanist church. And he said, you know, hey, Halloween, he said, Christians don't know what they're messing with when they practice, when they celebrate Halloween. He said, oh, yeah that was my night. He said, we got married on Halloween, my wife and I, and he said, and there are witches and there are warlocks and there are Satanists that are praying over the candy they're handing out. What kind of spirits do you think are attached to that candy folks? Right. (laughs) You're sending your babies out to have I mean, I mean, you wouldn't normally, you wouldn't normally send your kid down to somebody else's house that you don't know to get candy, but you're going to do it on a night that is celebrating Satan. I mean, I just, that's right. That's right. That's what people are doing. And it's, it is the, we have succumbed to the greatest trick of all that the enemy has laid out. He's the father of lies. We have jumped on board and that little bandwagon that he has. And we've said, this is okay. And it's not okay. I will challenge any Christian out there that says, well, it is what you make it. It's what you believe it to be. There you go. Yeah, that's true. True. That's, that's what I've been hearing a lot. It is what you make it of it. But in the meantime, the devil's laughing at us for even partaking in it yeah yes. you know it's kind of like guilty by association yes yes exactly and 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 so he i believe like you said he's laughing at us he's mocking us because he has gotten christians around the world to join in on his night that he has his worshipers his true worshipers really doing their thing you don't know what you're opening yourself up to by doing this stuff. So Jamie, you've got some of the the different things that we oh, have yeah. grown up with over the years that you've got, you know, symbolism behind. What does it really mean when you're bobbing for apples? What does it mean when you carve out a pumpkin, all that jazz? Yeah. So, um, and I want to make it clear too that I, you know, I grew up with trick-or-treating. We didn't have this trunk or treat stuff that you have at churches nowadays, the harvest parties and all these things. I didn't have all that growing up. So we did go house to house as children and we got dressed up, uh, for Halloween. Um, you know, and I, I think it's important for us to educate everyone on the origins of what is really happening on this night, because I, it sure helped me in understanding what what is really happening and why are we really doing this? So, um, 
I, I think it's important to be educated on these things. So I'll jump right into it. Here we go. Um, so the customs that they have, let's we'll start first with uh, the custom of uh, apple bobbing. And what that is, if none of y'all know, is you get a bucket of water and you fill it up. And then therefore you, you put a bunch of apples in there. And I will say this to the pagans, uh, it, apple is very sacred to them. And I find that interesting that it's sacred to them because if you were to cut an apple right in half, you cut it right in half to them. It's a very spiritual thing to do that, to cut it in half, because there's a pentagram in the middle of that apple uh, with the seeds. If you have, you know, an intact apple um, and the seeds all make a star and there's a circle around it. That's right. So to them, it's very sacred. And like you were saying, the light in the dark. So you cut it in half that symbolizes one half being light and one half being dark. Mm. And then, of course, you, you see the star in both halves of the apple. So anyway, apple bobbing originates here with... Um, uh, it originated and the history is in England that one would see an image of their beloved in the dreams if they put a bitten apple under their pillow the tradition of bobbing took its connection a step further when the players would assign an apple in the container to a person whom they wanted to pursue in the relationship so what would happen is a person would bite into the apple they would pick an apple and they would bob for it and then bite it and if they couldn't get it that meant that that wasn't the person for them if they tried again and still didn't then obviously that person is not it. So it's kind of like future telling, fortune yeah. telling. Yeah. And so that's what this is kind of divination type stuff. Like tarot and, cards, but with yes, an apple. That's, that's what this is. That's what it is. And I never knew that really, that this no. was in regards to that type of thing. So that's Me what either. apple bobbing is. The second one is trick or treat. Um, the saying trick or treat. So your, your treat is to appease the evil spirits. Uh -huh. So you're getting a treat to appease the spirits. That's what the originate yep. uh, for this is. And I find that kind of extortionist, you know, cause you know, if you don't give me something, I'm going to play a trick on you. So that's where the treat come in. Right. Uh, the, the trick would come in is if you didn't give them the treat, they were going to do a trick on you. So what's a trick, mm. you know? So that's a form of extortion. And we know yeah. what the Bible says about extortion. Okay. It's not right. good guys. It's not a good thing. Jack-o'-lanterns, okay, uh, the, ladder, the, the lantern is for the devil is what it is for, okay? Mm -hmm. So what they believe is when, they, when you carve out your pumpkin and you put these ghouly faces on there and all these scary looking things, what you're doing is <clears throat> you put the candle in there and they believe that when you fill the lantern with a candle that it's full that it's a spirit inhabited with demons inside of mm. that, um, inside of that squash or that pumpkin or whatever. So they believe mm -hmm. that it's inhabited. So you carry it around with you. That's what they do is yeah. they would carry it around and, uh, they would have all these things with the trick or treat and all that stuff. And they believe that, that they have that spirit with them. Right. So, um, those are just to name a few. Wow. Um, the things that they do, which, you know, should enlighten you. you really should research this stuff. This stuff is serious. This is, this is an actual spiritual demonic thing that's taken place, mm -hmm. uh, full of evil spirits, divination, extortion, um, filling a lantern with an evil spirit. 
Would you, I mean, here's the thing. If you ask the average Christian, Hey, would you play with a Ouija board? They'd say no. If you asked a Christian, would you go to a psychic? Good Lord, I hope they would say no. Um, you would believe that they would say no. Do you mess with tarot cards? They would say no. You would say to them, do you talk to the devil? You would say no as a Christian. Yet we're right. doing all those things by celebrating Halloween. It's right. what? Come on, wake up, Christians. And don't try and give it to me that, oh, it's just for the children. Because let me tell you, I found something on here on, on Facebook that some a friend of mine posted that I just, I got to share with you guys because it is true. Yeah, it is. This is real truth here. She said, just because you call it trunk or treat and hold an event at a quote unquote church doesn't make it any less satanic. The church has said, well, we need to give an alternative. And then we do what we call it trunk or treat just to justify doing what we're doing. I, I completely agree with what she said, but what does Halloween teach children? There's a couple of points here. It teaches children that it's okay to do evil things. Even if it's at church, witchcraft and idolatry can be fun. Popular culture is superior to God's law. If other Christians do it, it must be okay. You can rebrand evil and make it good. That's the trunk or treat, rebranding evil yeah. and making it good. Fitting in is more important than holiness. Obeying God's word is not very important. And if it doesn't look evil, it must not be that bad. Right. And just like we did the history on the Catholic church and how they switched it over from the pagan That's right. to making it appear Christian or all saints that, but it's still, you know, on the same day. Exactly. Where did it originate? So, Don't try and Jesus by it. Don't try and Christianize it. Yeah. You know, because the reality is, is you're still not willing to let go of your idols of those things yeah. to really serve God holy. And here's another thing. <laughs> and I, I hear where people are coming from. But I, I'm tired of people trying to take things and make them godly when they're not godly. And this is somebody said, Christian is like a jack-o'-lantern. God picks you from the patch, brings you in and washes all of the dirt off you. Then he cuts off the top, scoops out all the yucky stuff. He removes the seeds of doubt, hate, and greed. Then he carves you a new smiling face and puts his light inside of you to shine for all the world to see. I'm not saying I disagree with that, those statements, but what I'm saying is it just feels like somebody, again, has tried to take what is paganistic, what is what is really celebrating the enemy, and make it Christian. It's not Christian. Yeah. It is not a Christian holiday. Yeah. It's a paganistic holiday. And it's like, you know, you have people who be like, I'm a witch. Oh, oh, you're a witch. Oh, I'm a white witch. I'm a good witch. Oh, yeah. Galinda. So, well, yeah. there are no good witches. <laughs> yeah. A witch is a witch is a witch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and, and these witches take this seriously. These girls that I was watching on TikTok, they set up a shrine. Very, very religious. Very religious. They set up a shrine with a candle. And then they set up flowers which represent the season the color they chose orange because it's coming into the fall it's mm -hmm. a color for fall then they set up pictures of their dead loved ones 
because they believe at this time of year, their loved ones can speak to them and tell them things. Yes. Because the veil is thinnest now. And then they will light the candle. They will leave out alcohol, coffee, whatever that loved one's favorite drink or food was. And they'll Mm -hmm. just hang tight and they will talk to them. They will commune with those spirits. Now guys, as far as I'm concerned, when I take my last breath, I ain't hanging around. I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. And you know what? I think when you say that, I think about that, that popular movie that we all watched. Okay. Whoopi Goldberg, the ghost movie with Patrick Swayze and how that was glorified, Uh you know, when she's doing the pottery and then they're trying to commune with the dead with Patrick Swayze and all this Mm -hmm. stuff to try to feel. And then, you know what I mean? Like somebody inhabiting another person. Mm. that's demonic those are demons that's possession yes it's possession period that's what it is and so i don't believe in ghosts i do believe in demons Mm -hmm. but i do not believe in ghosts i do not believe that someone's spirit is quote unquote trapped here no you're gone and you're going one or two places you're either going to heaven or you're going to hell that's it it's over with and so i don't believe in purgatory but Catholics, now think about it. They're coming from a paganistic area. They had pagans. They had gods, multiple deities. So there's still a lot of paganism in Catholicism that people don't see, you know, to this day. That sunburst that they put over Jesus' head, the son of God, that comes from them worshiping their son God. They just changed the person in the pictures. It became mm. Jesus. So there's so many things that we have to open our eyes and our ears to understand the world around us. And why do we do what we do? And so I would challenge you Christians out there, rethink Halloween, rethink doing that, because I'm going to tell you what, I'm not giving glory to the devil one night a year, ever, ever. He gets no glory in my book. And, uh, he's under my feet is how I feel about him. I'm not playing and, but he's not playing either guys. That's the thing you think you think it's okay. Cause it's cute. They dressed up like a little puppy dog or a little Elsa this year, or, you know, whatever the character is, you think Mm. it's so sweet. It's so cute. It's so innocent. It's not, it's not, you are feeding your children to the enemy. You are indoctrinating them to paganistic rituals. And I feel so strongly about this, that we have to stop pandering. Christians have to stop playing games and we have to stand up for righteousness and truth. And we cannot continue to play with the devil. Stop playing with the devil. Yes. And I'm telling you, you guys do your own research. See what we're talking about. Prove us wrong. Please prove us wrong on this. Yes, please. Um, Come back. You, we have an email, freedomwranglers at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You know, give us your input. Please do. You know, we we are really concerned about your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christian souls. Not just, we're not just talking about the world. You know, the world goes out and they do it because they don't know any better. They haven't been shown mm-hmm. the light and the truth. But here we are as Christians justifying things. Mm-hmm. 
that the world does and behaving just like the world. But we think, like I stated a few minutes ago, because it's at a church, it makes it okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why when our church stated that they wanted to do something, I said, I won't be participating in a trunk or treat. And they were like, oh, no, we don't want to do that. I said, and I don't want it to be on Halloween either. I said, I, I disagree with that. And I told them the reasons why. And they said, no, we agree with you. I said, a harvest festival, I'm okay with. We can have some little stalls of games for children to play so they can get some candy, a hayride, a bonfire, you know, do some s'mores. Let's have some Christian music, boiled peanuts. I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. What a Harvest time is a great time to be celebrated. Yeah, because harvest time. Yeah. That's right. And it's a festival that we, that's why we have Thanksgiving. We, right. we celebrate the harvest. We celebrate what we have accomplished by the fruits of our labors. That right. is biblical. Mm-hmm. But trunk or treating, a harvest party where you say, come on and dress up and all of these things. It's not biblical, guys. It's not yeah. biblical. And yeah. so, you know, I did get some funny looks at our planning meeting because somebody wanted to... They wanted to have an, an officer come out and talk to the children about being safe while they go trick-or-treating. Mm. And I shut that stuff down real fast. I just said, I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. I said, I don't support trick-or-treating. I don't want to encourage it. I do not condone it. I said, it is comes from paganistic roots. And I'm not going to get into that right now. I said, if you want to know more, we'll talk later. I said, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not going to participate in this event if we're going to go down that road. Yes. And it's hard because the individual just doesn't get it. They just don't see the what's wrong with it. They don't get it. Yeah. They're That's clueless. right. You know, and I, and I do think that as Christians, you know, we are held to a higher standard. Yes, ma'am. And, and we need to be aware. Yes. Especially us mature Christians, we have to be aware. And we, we have an obligation to share this with you. Yes. Um, to share the evil that uh, that this holiday they call, which is holy to them, mm-hmm. uh, to the pagans, very holy. And uh, for us not participating, it means we are taking a stand. And where are we at as the bride of Christ? Mm-hmm. Where are we right now? Yeah. Are we participating? If Christ were to come back on Halloween oui. to take his bride are you going to be caught on the devil's day? Are you going to be dressed Lord. up in a costume? Or are you going to be dressed as the bride of Christ? Mm-hmm. And I just, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. And are we a, a church ready for him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's where my heart is. And that's, I know that's where Chanda's heart is right now. And we're not doing this to to come down or try to beat you guys up or we're coming to you out of love because I know Christ loves you and and people. Yeah, he does. And you're so right. And our hearts are to educate you because if we don't bear our souls and tell you truth, then we failed. Yeah. And this is truth. And so you have to hear it. You have to understand it. Do you see, here's the question, guys, I want to ask you. Do you see the pagans, the witches, and the warlocks, and the Satanists, do they show up at church on uh, Good Friday? 
Do they come on Easter Sunday? Do they show up at Christmas? They don't. They're not celebrating with us. So why would we go celebrate with them? You got to think about these things, guys. And, you know, I've got a dear friend that stuff her husband doesn't get it and he loves it it's his favorite holiday Mm. and every night up until halloween they are watching a scary movie in their house every night and eating candy Mm. and i thought oh my gosh what doors are you guys opening see when we mess with things in the spirit realm that we don't understand we open up a door for the enemy to enter in freely yes There are things that draw demonic activity that we can do innocently, not knowing. And I'll tell you what, it's really hard to close that door and move it on out. It really is. So when you watch certain things, when you dress up as a certain thing, when you read things, you have to be spiritually aware of what you are doing. Because if you're not, you're welcoming demons into your home. And I don't That's think right. anybody in their right mind wants to welcome a demon in their home. No. I mean, if you want chaos, watch that scary movie. You know, if you want you want not to get a sleepless night, uh-huh. put that evil in your mind because it will come. You are what you put in. Yes, ma'am. What yeah. you put in here in your brain is what's going to come out. The abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So that's scripture. And if you believe the word of God is true and you believe what Christ says is true, your heart would be convicted by things. Yes. And you would want to heed to wisdom. And that's exactly what happened to me. So transparency, I did all those things. I participated in all the stuff. Yes. I didn't see anything wrong in it. And God convicted me. He really spoke to me and he said, Chanda, why would you celebrate something that lifts up and glorifies gore? It glorifies murder. Mm-hmm. It glor- I mean, really, that's what yeah. it does. It, oh, yeah. it glorifies demons. Mm-hmm. You know, it glorifies vampires and witches and all of those werewolves werewolves yeah you name it it glorifies these things that we know are not of god he said why would you do that Mm -hmm. he said do you think that that pleases me and i said oh lord forgive me i have really gotten off track and so it's not about being a weirdo guys okay it's not about being weird i don't do halloween because you know it's a devil's day it's not like that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) But it's understanding and saying, you know, I'm good. I'm going to make a pot of chili for my family. We're going to have a nice little bonfire out back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we might play some cards or watch a a good movie, a happy movie. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out and celebrate and I'm not going to hand out candy. And it's not being the weirdos with your front porch light off. I mean, fortunately for me, I'm set off the road. Nobody comes to my house anyways. Yeah. Probably like I'm in yourself. the country, so I don't have yes. that either. <laughs> but if you're in a neighborhood, it's not being weird. But, you know, you could, if you decided you wanted to hand out candy, you could probably pray over that candy and pray for the little children that are coming to your door that somehow they'll come to know Jesus mm-hmm. and be the light of Jesus. You know, 
Um, don't be a weirdo and hand them a track and say, here, learn about Jesus. Just be kind, I think, is the way that you can do that without celebrating the holiday. You know, I know that sounds crazy praying over the candy, but witches and warlocks do it. Oh, they do it all. They're very religious. Like I said, I mean, we've studied about them. They have very religious people. They believe in prayer. Yeah, very much. And just as much as they believe in the devil, they believe they know that God is real too, because you cannot have a devil without a God. And so anyways, guys, we want to encourage you, look at the things in the traditions, do your own research. YouTube's got a lot of great stuff out there about it, you know, and um, it's just, we have to be wise as Christians and what we put in, like you said, Jamie, because it will be what we put out. And um, as we wrap this up, the last thing I want to add to this is just that I know a lot of people have gotten hooked on watching this Dahmer thing on Netflix. And I would highly recommend against it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I won't even watch the trailer on Netflix. I, I skip it. I, I don't like it. It started to autoplay one day in my house and I was like, get it off, get it off. I don't want that in my home. Yeah. There's something very sinister behind that. I, I feel it in my spirit and mm-hmm. be, be careful yeah. guys um mm-hmm. why why would we glorify a serial killer yeah yeah the murdering of innocent people why mm-hmm. would we glorify this with a show yeah so i would just say that you know um but good things are coming we've got the chosen is coming back isn't it in December? that's what i'm looking uh, that's what i'm looking forward to right there and i also i'm into the crown too and i know that's coming back that can be a little time. controversial because it's a it little risque. Be, it can be a little scenes. controversial, but I, I'm a big fan of uh, Chosen and I cannot wait. Yeah. I have been wait. We have been waiting. Yeah, the Chosen, the Chosen <laughs> is very good. It's clean. It's, you know, listen, yeah. it's guaranteed family time for, for yes. real. You can watch that as a family. The other thing that I will say, and yeah, it does get a little bit dark, but it is very clean family-wise um was uh lord of the rings on amazon and so i would highly suggest if you are a tolkien fan and you liked the lord of the ring movies watch the series a little scary because you do have to deal with you know the the uh sauron but at the end of the day it it was a very good series and so you can see the undertones of light and dark but i I do want to clarify i that is not like c.s lewis and it's not and you know an analogy that's not that's not what's going on with lord of the rings it's very different from um lion witch in the wardrobe sorry i draw blank yeah. drew a blank there so they're very they're written very differently lion the witch and mm-hmm. you know the lion the witch in the wardrobe really was written from an you know allegory type perspective of yeah. christ as the lion and the witch yeah. representing the a devil big fan of c.s lewis big big oh fan of absolutely. i love this guy yeah tolkien was a catholic there's nothing against him because he was a catholic but you know his whole belief system there was very fantasy but it is mm-hmm. good versus darkness and there's no weirdness in it somebody had said to me they thought that one of the elves was a lesbian and stuff and i was like i don't know where you heard that yeah. but that wasn't going down in the one i watched <laughs> yeah <laughs> i said yeah. i didn't see that none. but anyways yeah. you know uh just find some hey turn off the tv sometimes guys 
spend yeah. time with your family. I know sometimes that could be like the best time. I mean, we do like Christian karaoke. We're to sit around and do karaoke yeah. and sing our songs and we have a little karaoke machine and we just have a good time just singing and um just playing uno yeah those are the things that you know you bond over as a family and uh, it's important to just spend time together and we do the same thing we do spend a lot of time doing stuff like that and uh but anyways god is good And we're praying for you all during this season because it's crazy. It's a crazy time. But, um, you know, remember, remember your weapons of this world are not carnal. They're not carnal, guys. Right. That's right. So know that you have got those spiritual weapons you can use. Anyhow, we're getting ready to head out. We love you. Be blessed and wrangle that freedom in Christ. Yes. Over and out, y'all. We love you. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.